We actually, we actually took the 25th and the 1st of January off. Good. I've been a part of a church that's done that before. So Good that was- for you. You know, I mean, who, who cares? It's just church. There's people <laughs> trying to get saved. I mean, it's, you know, if you guys need rest, we understand that that hey, the, kingdom, the kingdom can wait for you to get your rest. Golly. I mean, Sarcasm abounds. <laughs> You're listening to That Church Podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. We help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Learn more about our conference, regional workshops, and online training and resources at thatcc.com. Well, welcome in to That Church Podcast, where we help digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. Hi, everybody. My name is Van Baird, and I'm one of the co-founders of That Church Conference, along with my buddy Justin Dean. And today's episode is going to be great because we get to talk with our friend, Ben Stapley. Ben is the creative arts pastor at Liquid Church in New Jersey, and not just one location uh, in New Jersey, at six campuses. So he's responsible for not just the weekend service, but the worship experience, the video creation, and church online. Busy, busy guy. And today, he'll discuss how to lead a creative team, even if you're not a creative. And we'll get to more on that in just a bit. But before we jump into that conversation, I just want to take a second to remind everyone about our Chicago Intensive Workshop that's coming up on April the 25th. Please go to thatcc.com and check out all that information, especially if you like today's guest, as Ben is going to be one of our trainers in the room that day. We're going to be back at our partner church, Soul City Church in Chicago. We'll have a room full of church communication folks that do exactly what you do. And we'll be doing what we do, which is helping digital communicators tell the best story the church has to tell. It's a one-day intensive workshop, and we're so proud of our speaker lineup. In addition to Ben, we've got Mark McDonald, who is a church brand strategist, and we'll be hopefully releasing a book right before the workshop on how to be known for something. So look forward to more on that. Lauren McAllister is the social media manager for First Baptist in Jacksonville, Florida. And then Danny Los Reyes is the media pastor for North Place Church. So it's a super lineup. They're going to be ready to equip the church, equip the communicators just like yourselves in the room in Chicago. Well, what if you can't be in the room in Chicago on April the 25th? No problem. We're going to be broadcasting the entire day live via live stream on thatcc.com. And that's actually brought to you by our friends at Tithely. They're the innovators in church giving. If you haven't heard of Tithely, be sure and check them out at get.tithe.ly. So if you look at that all together, it says get Tithely. Pretty cute, huh? The cost for the live stream is 149 bucks, and that means you and your entire team can sit and watch and soak in what our speakers will be delivering in the room. And if you're wanting to join us in person, we would love to have you. There's still a few seats available, but be sure and grab your ticket before next Wednesday as prices are going to go up by 50 bucks on March the 1st. So that's Chicago. But what about after Chicago? What's going on the rest of the year? Well, I'm so glad you asked. July 14th, Nashville, another intensive workshop that day at Cross Point Church. And then September 26th and 27th, our big conference in Atlanta. So excited about what we're doing this year in Atlanta. So hopefully you can make it into the room there or in the room in Nashville or in the room in Chicago. But if not, we live stream 
all of our content via thatcc.com, via our friends at Tidely. So be sure and check all those out. And then also hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what cities we should be going to in 2018. We have Chicago, Nashville, and uh, we've already been to San Diego, but we want to try some new cities. So tell us on Twitter what city we should be coming to. And if you do that, we'll send you a discount code to use with either the workshop or the live stream via direct message. Well, again, our guest today is Ben Stapley. And in our pre-recording conversation, Ben made a really interesting point that so many of you, so many of us, we go to seminary, we go to Bible college, we learn the Bible, we learn how to teach it, and we learn how to communicate it, but there just isn't a lot of training on how to lead, much less how do you lead a group of creatives that are so vital to your Sunday morning being attractive and inviting? So in the interview, Ben walks us through how do you do just that, how to lead a group of creatives, whether you are one or not. So, Sit up, don't relax, and learn from our conversation with Ben Stapley. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to That Church Conference podcast. I'm Ben Baird, co-founder of That Church Conference, along with Justin Dean. Justin, how you doing? I'm good. Good. I am looking sharp. I'm awake. You know, that's that's basically all you can hope for with me these days. Uh, Really, we don't ask much of you. You We just... You, know, you you look like you didn't just roll out of bed, so that's good. Well, you know, I figured I'd at least be somewhat prepared for one of these, one of these times. Yeah, we are recording this at noon, so that's not too bad. Yeah, I had to get up early and everything, so you're welcome. Bless your heart. You know, I give you a hard time, but I know that um, you hit up Gary V earlier, and you you know, there's so many people in the church world that are doing their side thing, call it yeah. side hustle or whatever, but... Um, for this, for the conference to work and around your schedule with, you know, the 80 kids that y'all have and homeschooling and all that, you're, you're up, you're up late every night. You know, well, you know it's funny, so. you know, Gary V did say, uh, you know, he, he says it over and over, but uh, to kind of redeem those night hours instead of yeah. watching Game of Thrones or whatever to, you know, if you're serious about building something while you're, also working you know if you really want to do something on the side to just get serious about it and to cut out stuff like that and that's what i did last year like i cut out basically all tv and and we got so many kids we don't really get out of the house anyway but (laughs) it was like man instead of going to bed early or uh staying up and wasting those hours i just put in the work and uh it's paid off a little bit i guess i mean starting this year this is kind of full time for me so that's really kind of cool good news yeah yeah, we're excited. It's like we're growing up a little bit as a company and an organization. And uh, and it shows, I think, even just in the podcast and the guests that we have coming up. And I cover that in the intro. But um, it's such good content. And we do every now and then run into people that have enough going on on their plate in their church staff position. They don't have time for a side hustle, but we can still learn from a bunch of them. And that pretty much describes our guest today. Ben Stapley, how you doing, man? Great, guys. It's awesome to be with you in the new year. I'm excited to be here. Thanks so much for having me. It is cold up here in the Northeast, but I am, uh, I'm starting to stay warm here and uh, got the heat cranked up in the room. Y'all kind of wear that as a badge of honor, right? We do. Y'all do. Cool Knowing you can, you can move. <laughs> yes. In the post-apocalyptic <laughs> world, me and the cockroaches will survive. I'm actually from Canada, and so that's even deeper to my bones. So you may hear me say out and about at some point during this talk. <laughs> awesome. As we talk about your organization, 
Yeah. Yeah. And I'll apologize. Sorry for no apparent reason. Sometimes. <laughs> Thanks for putting this on your schedule though. So appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. Make sure you wear your sweater. eh? <laughs> so hopefully we feel at home now. We've completely just made fun of, I don't know. Yes. One of the largest countries in the world. That's great. I think <laughs> other than hockey, we've covered the gamut. Yeah. <laughs> I have no hockey. So sorry. So, no, we can't rely on Justin for that. Well, for those of you who don't know, and I, I covered this a little bit in the intro, um, Ben is a creative arts pastor at Liquid Church up in New Jersey. Um, and he's uh, not got, he doesn't have one, not two, not three. They have six campuses that he's responsible for. Um, for weekend service, that's a worship experience, video creation, church online. So call it full-time or call it a side hustle. I mean, you're, you're flat out hustling. Um, with what you do at Liquid Church. Yeah, there's a lot of things kind of under that umbrella. The beautiful thing is there's a, a lot of gifted and committed artists who are underneath there supporting that, making that all happen. So it's, uh, it's a lot of oversight, but there's a lot of team members who are pulling incredible week uh, work to make that week happen every, I, every, every week. What I love is that our mutual friend, Kenny Jang, yes. was the church online pastor there. Yes. And when he left, you just took over that role among, you know, the 12 other roles you had. I, I don't know what that says about Kenny, that you can handle all of that, and he could only handle really just the line. Kenny is the king of automization, so he just handed to me his system that went in, and I stand in front of him. You know, um, he had a great system built in there that anybody could have really easily stepped in, yeah. But Kenny, Kenny rocked it. That's awesome. What's funny is that you thought you were actually working with the physical Kenny. It was probably a robot in any way that was showing up. We work a clone. I, I don't know if it's a hologram. I never actually touched him in person. So yeah. to this day, uh, uh, huh. interesting. And you got, and then from an all-star perspective, you've got rich Burke up there too. Yeah. So rich actually transitioned out as well. He went up to Canada to direct, to be the executive director of a camp up there over the summer. So yeah, we had a, we've had a lot of all-stars to the organization um, over the past 10 years. Or 10 oh, years. I always forget Dave Adamson yeah. is from up there. Our Dave's friend. There. He had a cup of coffee. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah, and, and we, so we've, we've launched all stars. We still also have all stars as well. I like to say, yeah. and now they have you. So <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> now you have been doing it all, doing it all. Yeah. So, well, we, there's so many areas we could touch on. And, and for those of you that haven't connected with Ben, um, you, you need to look him up online and we'll give you all that information in the show notes as far as how you can reach him. Um, but he's, he just wears so many hats. But today we wanted to concentrate on something we think we can all identify with. And whether it's church communications um, or it, whatever you're touching in the church area, so much of what we do is, is creative in nature. And, and working with creative people is really rewarding and it can be really challenging at the same time. And Ben, you've been on both sides of that equation where you've been um, you know, a team member and you've led creative teams. So we just thought we'd love to spend some time just talking about that and um, what it means to be on a creative team um, and, and be led uh, and lead a creative team. So um, let's, let's go back to when you, when did you first join a creative team and, and start being part of that process? Yeah. So I came on a, a different church, Sethridge community church out in Clinton, New Jersey, um, maybe about 12 years ago, been in ministry for, for over 12 years. And I came on as a, as a creative person, the one kind of wearing multiple hats and doing all the different jobs. And uh, it was good, but I felt myself getting burnt out and about five years into my time there. I felt uh, the, the conviction from God, but also just the, the, the pure logic 
of moving myself, um, pouring my artistry, not so much in the art that I did, but the people that I led. And so I said, you know what, I'm not going to be the guy doing all these things anymore. I'm not going to be the gal doing these things anymore. I need to step out uh, and lead additional artists. Because right now I'm a bottleneck for what this church is able to produce and the content they're able to get out. Um, but if I step, I step into a larger role, I'm, I'm going to lose some of my, that hands-on experience, but I can pour that artistry to other people, and then the, the growth will be exponential. So that's kind of a, a career change of mine over the past five years that I've really looked to funnel myself into the artist I lead instead of just being the artist doing everything. Well, that was, that's, that's huge. Like you mentioned that you realized you were the bottleneck. Yeah. And, and, you know, in, in the creative process and leading creative teams, it's, it's usually kind of, you know, that my experience is people dig their heels in when, when they realize that. But it sounds like from a healthy standpoint, you were able to step out of that role. Was that through just like conversations or were you just that self-aware at that point in time? Because that sounds really healthy. There was a light bulb moment for me. There was one, uh, one worship team practice and uh, I looked on stage and I was in my early 30s at the time and everyone on stage was younger than me. And the light bulb went on. It's, hey, this is what's, this is what's moving. This is what's transpiring. Uh, are you going to hold on to it tightly and say, no, I need to be in this mix. I need to be in all the mix. Or are you going to pass that baton on to the next generation and let this thing develop? Well, it, it's going to develop regardless of whether right. you let it. Are you going to be a part of it? Are you going to and be part of it? Are you up for leading this thing? And so that to me was a light bulb moment saying, you know what, I got, I got to pass this on to the next generation and set them wow. up. For success. But yeah, there is, um, there is a letting go mm-hmm. and, you know, a, an, a, an appropriate morning of, Hey, this chapter in my life of the one creating all the content, uh, I'm going to close that down, but in turn, I'm going to see people flourish. So as long as you're able to change that mindset and yeah. see the beauty in the development of people and you like, and if you're wired that way, then go for it. Um, if you're not, mm-hmm. And, you know, not everyone is called to, to be in that position or to do that. But I would say if you're in that career path and you're, hey, um, considering it, I, I would see it as an opportunity for personal growth and kingdom growth if you're wired that way for sure. Wow. I mean, that, like, you got to be confident in your calling of what God is, is calling you to do to be able to do that. I mean, that, that's a pretty humble position you took. And so, I mean, kudos to you. I mean, that, that's, that's great. I think that definitely speaks loudly to you knew you were doing what God wanted you to do and that you would be able to move on to the next thing uh, and that it would all work out. Um, I don't, not many people could do that. Like, <laughs> like we, we all tend to just dig our heels in and go, no, I need to hold on to this. There is right. Like as an artist, like at the end of the day, you want to show, Hey, this is the photo I took. Look at this composition of the video. Listen to the soundtrack I composed. Like there's something, there's something tangible about your art that you need to share with other people. And so, so in a sense, it's look who I've developed, look at how they've grown. And if you, uh, if you can't see that or you can't, you know, because ultimately I, I still want, I still want, uh, our artists want affirmation. They want to know that their work has made a big impact. And so I still crave that. I'm still wired that way. And so for me, it's, hey, let's talk about how you've developed over the course of this past year. And when I'm a, if I'm able to track that, if I'm able to, to see that, to articulate that, uh, and then point that out to others. For me, so I still need that positive reinforcement loop. I'm not that holy. I'm not that <laughs> right. Um, but that's the way I, I seek it out, and that's the way for me. That's the way I get my affirmation as an artist. Look at how these people have developed. So for someone listening to this and going, "Hey, that's me!" Like I'm realizing I'm I'm the bottleneck. That that resonates. What Ben just said. What kind of encouragement would you give them as far as moving on or in, in a healthy way? 
Yeah, the first thing is one step back, two steps forward. So the first thing that's going to happen is you're going to stop um, doing all this art, and then there's going to be a noticeable shift within the church culture. So like, hey, our photos don't look as good, or we're not getting out as many video announcements as we used to. What's going on? It's because you're pouring your, your time in people. It's going to take time to develop them. So it's, it's really not even one step back, uh, two steps forward. It's like one step back, three steps forward. So you, you're going to grow much farther, but you have to be willing to take that ding uh, in terms of the, the quality and the quantity of the art that your church puts out for a season to be able to grow. Um, and then I would say, you know, aim for it. Where should, at what point, how many months should we be par to where I was at? Mm. And then how many months beyond that should we have seen like a doubling of what I was able to put out? Um, and that's a good test to see if like, you're really built for this. If, if you, if you take a step back and you're poor into people and you never get up to one, you know, to where you're at, then it's just not working out for you. And maybe you need to switch that model and go back to being the doer. But, um, ultimately it's going to, you have to be comfortable with uh, stepping back and allowing that the, the quantity and the quality to, to step back for a season before it steps back up and, and moves beyond. Did you have the support um, from leaders above you for that? Because I know a lot of people hear that and they say, man, I'm just, I'm just doing what I'm told. There's expectations of me. I, it's not really, um, you know, they're not equipped or, you know, have the authority to really make that own decision about their fate even. Um, sounds like you were pretty well supported in that. Yeah, it's going to take a lot of vision casting for yourself and the, for your leadership team to be able to articulate that. Like this is what, and, and not an abstract, uh, you know, art, artsy fartsy way that, hey, things are going to be better, <laughs> not going to be cheesy, but like in really concrete, you know, like we anticipate being able to take on these volunteers and, you know, I could do one testimony video a month. I think we're going to be able to, within six months time, do two. Within a year time, we're going to be able to do three a month or whatever it is and have, yeah. have concrete goals that you can pitch to your leadership. Because that's what they're looking for. You know, explain it in a way. Let me know how it's going up and to the right. Explain it to me in concrete terms that yeah. uh, we can come back and we can gauge this. That's, that's the one thing to be able to, to coach up. And the other thing, too, is ultimately every lead pastor wants to see the, the, the church equipped to be the church instead of just hiring staff members. And so that's right. the hard. It's, right. it's sometimes hard within the art, arts to do that well, but that's the, ultimately the heart. And so it's just coming back to that saying, hey, this is how God designed us to be. And so like we've kind of maybe inappropriately at times um, just hired out artists uh, and just bring them on staff. And like no one in the church is actually doing the art other than this one person we've hired. Yeah, uh, That's the way that, that God's designed the church. Let's kind of get back to that. It might be messy, might be a little bit awkward, but this is like his goal. And right. if we follow his paths, it's really going to flourish. So let's trust him. And let's go on this adventure together. That's awesome, man. I just, I love this. You're like, you're, you're amazing. I know so many people can be inspired by this. And uh, I know now that, you know, you're at Liquid Church, you have uh, kind of a higher level role. You're, you're overseeing uh, a lot. Like, what was it like to move into that um, more of a leadership role? And what can others learn from that? Like, what would you teach them if, uh, you know, if they're thinking about the same thing? Yeah, the, it's funny, you, we started talking about a side hustle right away. Just say hey, it's the new year, everyone's got a side hustle now. And as you're leading creative people, um, you can't allow side hustles. Pause, you need to encourage them. Um, you can't allow side hustles, you need to encourage them because um, creatives are wired that way. Their, their creative mind isn't just locked into the nine to five and they turn it off when they go home. A spreadsheet can be turned off, creativity can't be. And so people are wired that way. They're going to want to continue to 
produce and to create. The other thing is the millennial generation thinks with a much more entrepreneurial mind. And so they want to do that. Um, so you need to not only allow it, you need to encourage it. By doing this, it does a couple of things. It helps the artists grow their craft because they're not just creating within the confines of the church. Um, it also allows them to prevent burnout. You know what? Like I'm contracted for X amount of hours, but I know I'm not wired that. I want to work this many hours in the course of the week. The thing is to say, so, so in other words, say you're, you contract your hours for 40 hours, um, but they're wired. They want to do 45, 50, 60 hours of a work week. That's the way they're wired. You know, they're young, get a host spouse, you know, kids, whatever the case may be. If you just force them, if you, um, if you disallow a side hustle, they're going to spend that 60 hours just working for the church. And that might sound good to you as leader, but it's not because they're going to get burnt out. Their identity, their life is going to get wrapped around the church, and they're going to get burnt out quickly. You're going to have a short-term benefit, but for a long-term consequence, they're going to, they're going to take off really quickly. Yeah. When you allow a side hustle, encourage it, then they can turn off the, the church world for a season and say, you know what? This weekend, this Saturday, this Friday, this evening, I'm going to write that blog post. Uh, I'm going to compose my own song. I'm going to, I'm going to start my own photo business on the side, um, and it's going to give me... Um, some boundaries with the church. So as a leader, it's hard because you kind of want to squeeze that lemon and get all the juice out. Yeah. But it's yeah. it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to bite you in the butt in the long, in the long run. Well, that's so, so good. And that quote that, you know, don't allow the side hustle to encourage it. I mean, that's, if, if more leaders embrace that, you know, just that, that opens up so much communication, but at the same time it's, it still has to work within the confines of what you've been hired to do at the local church. So from a, from a creative standpoint and balancing that as a leader, how, how do you manage that on a day-to-day basis? And um, how do you um, develop those relationships where people feel that freedom to one, you know, stretch themselves and continue to grow while at the same time finishing up their commitments? I would guess it would be easier because they have the freedom to continue to grow outside of the church. Yeah. So I, I, one of the things that we really encourage here is like, uh, like work is work and play is play. So like when you're here, um, like don't, don't be working on your side hustle during company hours. That seems like apparent and obvious, but like mm-hmm. it can be easy to like overlap those two things. And like, if that happens, then it starts to get really murky and it uh, erodes, um, erodes trust. And, uh, so we just have a high degree of you know, accountability. Like, Hey, these are your work hours, like knock that out of the park when you're here. And, and when you're gone and when you're on your own time, knock that out of the park as well. They don't like really like benefit from that is from, a, from an organizational standpoint, from a church standpoint, is you benefit from that. Like they're building up their own audience. They're building up their own clientele. And there's crossover in relationship to that. Like they're going to hear about their church work, their church world, and they're going to be excited about it. Hey, I work, you know, and not only am I taking your wedding photo, uh, photo this Saturday, hey, guess what I'm doing this Sunday? I'm also the videographer at my church. I'd love to have you guys come out if you're ever in the area. Like, <laughs> it sounds really basic. Yeah. It allows them to be in the world and to love people. And guess what? That's going to have some side benefit for the kingdom of God. So um, it seems like an, a, an obvious thing, but you just need to kind of need to remind yourself as a leader, like, yeah, let me, let me release them to, to this because it's going to benefit everything. Well, I think the fear, you know, that we hear a lot is that uh, people are building a platform on the side that eventually that plat- that side hustle might become bigger than, you know, the opportunity they have at the church. And uh, people leave all the time to go write a book or to, you know, uh, even just start blogging or do consulting and things on the side. And, um, you know, 
good or bad, however you feel about it, it, it happens. And I think that that's where uh, a lot of the fear that leaders kind of concentrate on them. What, what do you think about that? Is that something to worry about or how do you handle that? If you, if you've created a, I'd say I do. Um, but if you, the way I counter counteract that, if you've created a culture that is, um, that is so supportive, they will want to stay there and to be in that because it allows them that opportunity to, to go at it alone and do the side hustle. Um, whereas within the, the organizational world, within the church world, um, they have creative support, administrative support, um, relational, spiritual support. And so hopefully you've created such a compelling environment that they, they want to be there for X number of years to be a part of that community creating in that environment. And if they leave, so be it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think that is, you know, the risk you take and, um, sometimes it's, they go off and do something amazing for the kingdom. So it's like, yeah, why are we not supporting that? Like they don't need to be, you know, pigeonholed to our little local church. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a great, great way to approach it. So Ben, as, um, and we'll kind of put a bow on this, but as you, as you hire people, as you bring people in, you know, even as just cause you're a creative quote unquote, you know, we still have our own little tendencies and different types of personalities. How are you as a leader going about trying to, identify the different personalities that you're working with so that you can bring out their strengths and, you know, work on their weaknesses. Yeah. The, uh, one of the things I look for is, are you, uh, are you a solo uh, artist or are you more collaborative? And that's the first kind of matrix. I sub um, subcategorize people and just to know how they're wired. And then um, what is going to keep you, fr- what is going to keep you thriving? Some people it's different, right? Some people it's, uh, it's the words of affirmations, the praise. Some people it's like, Hey, I need, we need the resources or we need to know at least you're trying to get the resources um, so that we feel like we're um, not cutting edge, but at least contemporary with what's going out there in culture. Uh, and so, so finding out what, you know, it's basic what people's love languages, because not every creative is wired the same way and thinking that way um, in terms of how they receive praise, how they work in a team structure is very different. Um, and then the other thing um, we work with with our creatives is being very clear in the feedback process. Um, mm. It can be very easy to get unnecessarily wounded from feedback as an artist because it's putting yeah. forth who you are. And right. people are not just evaluating the art. You feel, hey, you're evaluating me because this came from somewhere deep within inside me. Mm. When you say it stinks, I feel like you're saying I stink. Right. Um, yeah. We break down our feedback loop with kind of four kind of quick categories. Um, the first is um, praise. Hey, what did you do well? Um, you did this really well. The second one is a suggestion. Hey, it's really subjective. Take it or leave it. Um, I wouldn't use that filter. You might want to consider another filter. It's just a suggestion. My way isn't better than your way. It's just an idea. Um, and then the, the, uh, the third is recommendation. Hey, you know what? Um, that black and white photo for a spring series isn't really going to work with a vibrancy we're looking to go for. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm making yeah. a, a recommendation that you go back to the color look. Um, and then the last one is just notes. That's um, we, we give notes. So, Hey, the project's done. I know you've already shot it and like, we're not going to go back to reshoot it, but the whole time the boom mic was sticking into the shot <laughs> when you're on set, get the boom yeah. mic a little farther up. And so we'll just, Hey, you can't change this now. The horse has left the barn, but I want to let you, I want to, I want to, educate you so that you go in your, grow in your craft. So it's, yeah. it's praise, um, suggestion, um, recommendation, and then notes. So that, that really takes the whole, the whole, um, it kind of removes the, the art and the artistry degree and makes that feedback loop a lot more palatable. 
Yeah, and it opens up those lines of communication that are so critical. Well, hey, if you're listening and you're like me, you're going, man, this Ben Stapley guy sure does know a whole lot. And he does, he seems to like speak on a lot of different levels. And um, I just want to encourage our listeners to go and check out his website at benstapley.info. Um, so that's the, that's the URL. That's, it's not a .com site. It's a .info site. Um, and then you can just kind of scroll through and see all the things that Ben touches uh, in his life. And, and you're in such a unique perspective, Ben, and that some people are gifted to just be creative. Some people are be, you know, to lead creatives, but, but it sounds like God's gifted you to touch in a lot of different areas. And I think that's something that's really unique in the church. And we're super thankful for you. It's been great to be here with you guys. All right, and I can't Thanks. wait. You're, you're going to be speaking up at our uh, Chicago workshop. Yeah, man. I'm excited for that. Some deep, dent, uh, deep dish put pizza while I'm out there. Yep. Yeah. Lou Malnati. Yeah, be in Chicago in April. Yeah, April 25th. Yep. So um, if uh, we've, well, we've got that in the show notes, too. We talk about that in the pre-intro, but that's one of our one-day intensives. Um, and so Ben will be leading uh, one of the discussions there. So be sure and, and get your tickets either for in-person, if you're going to be in that Midwest area, or um, uh, you can always get the live stream as well. But Ben, thanks for sharing with us. Thanks for taking the time out. We know you're busy, and we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, and I know people who are watching are already sold, so I'm preaching to the choir here, but I feel I need to say it regardless. Uh, Justin uh, and Van do an incredible job of not only getting great content, but I know your guys' heart is in this as well. It's not like this is like a, a side hustle to get money. Like I know your guys' heart is in this to move the church forward and to proclaim the love of God. So it's like I love your, I love your, your, your mindset, your business mindset, uh, but I also love the heart behind it as well. I think that's a, that's. Um, surprisingly a unique combination in the world and you guys have it and I love it. Oh, thanks man. Yeah. Thanks Ben. Appreciate that. Appreciate that so much. So thanks again. And we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks for listening to that church podcast with Justin Dean and Van Baird. Visit us at thatcc.com for additional resources for church communicators.